Welcome to Caesars Insiders Podcast. In this podcast, I'll be interviewing leading Caesars in the industry for a light conversation about anything from their favorite drinks to favorite vendor to key influencers, biggest accomplishments and failures, myths they like to debunk, advice they want to give out, and even some tips they can extend to the eager vendor who's knocking on their door. Join us for a light talk. I encourage you to walk away with at least one insight that will help you better yourself or your business. Okay, thank you for joining us, guys. Uh, a quick intro about my discussion today. Today I'll be speaking to, to Hilly Kotler. Uh, we actually first met back in the year 2000. Uh, you were just uh, fresh out of the, of the Israeli military, serving in a highly technological unit, um, which is very well known in Israel. Uh, you, you spent a few years working as uh, an information security consultant uh, in a leading firm in Israel at the time. And I think after two years uh, doing consulting work, you, three years, yeah, you, uh, you founded your uh, startup company, uh, which was called Promisec. Uh, and as I remember it back then, it, you, it had a very unique technology at the time. Uh, if I remember correctly, you were one of two co-founders originally, and you came up with some amazing technology back in the day. And it actually helped you differentiate the company uh, and the product from, uh, from many other competitors at the time. Uh, as part of that company's growth, uh, you moved to New York City. Uh, you spent uh, about four years there before uh, returning to the, to the HQ, in, HQ in Israel. And uh, take and eventually t- taking the seat of the CEO. Um, I-, I believe it was pretty much around uh, the time where you exited the company, where when you actually moved back to the corporate world as the CISO of a company called Amdocs, which is an international company with an annual turnover of about four billion in revenue. Uh, and after spending four years at Amdocs. Uh, while completely transforming their information security team and building up uh, an international skill set, envied by uh, a lot of other colleagues, I'm, I'm sure, you you got a, an offer from FICO, and you actually relocated to the Bay Area, to the San Francisco Bay Area in California. And I think since then, for the past three years or so, you've been acting as the CISO of FICO. Uh, I'm sure I've missed out on something. If you wanted to give like a brief introduction about yourself. So yeah, yeah, you know, we know uh, a while back, um, 20 years, you know, it shows how, uh, how old um, we are, although you are older than I. Um, so um, not a lot to, uh, you know, to change in the, in the journey, but yeah, 22 years in the cyber realm from, from the Israeli NSA, the 8200 unit through consultancy uh, uh, um, a company that I was working for and then establishing uh, Promisec, which, uh, you know, co, uh, co-led um, um, the company with um, a very um, a unique technology, agentless technology around endpoint which today it's much easier to explain, you know, um, today you have the OS query. What we did is exactly like OS query, but without the, the agents. So most probably if we would have uh, doing it uh, five years after, uh, things uh, would have been even better than, uh, than they were. Um, 
startup as you know um, you sweep the floor you uh, you cut POs you raise money you sell you support you uh, create PLDs you do everything so it was an amazing uh, journey uh, as you mentioned Israel uh, also the first time I relocated to the US to establish the first US operation um, and actually yes you know I moved back to Israel transitioned after the uh, we sold the company to the VC um, and, and joined for the first time, not returned to a corporate. Actually, this was my first time I actually joined a multinational giant. Um, so for, for the people who, who are not familiar with Amdocs, Amdocs is traded in NASDAQ, 4 billion in revenues, uh, mainly doing uh, billing services, uh, hosted billing services for the um, biggest telcos around uh, uh, the world. Um, and it was a great journey, you know, for an entrepreneur to come to a huge corporate, uh, 120 locations, um, um, 30,000 employees, a security division that was mainly focused on corp IT versus, uh, you know, focusing on what matters, uh, which, which is the client data. Um, amazing journey, uh, amazing company to, to work for. Uh, my last year in, uh, in Amdocs, I actually took over also CyberBU. So it was uh, a monetization division that uh, was originated from, uh, from the CIS organization that I led that, um, that became a PNL, which again, it's pretty unique. Usually that's not where CISO is. CISO is backend, you know, mainly the L on the PNL, uh, but we did manage to do a lot of uh, P's and finance ourselves as well as well as uh, uh, generate some uh, nice profitability. And um, and afterwards, yeah, joined FICO in FICO, amazing transformation to the cloud. You know, everybody knows FICO from the franchise, the FICO score. Uh, not a lot of people knows that FICO today is one of the biggest uh, texting organizations serving uh, you know, the biggest uh, financial organization around the globe and have one of the fewest enterprise grade uh, uh, platform um, uh, on AWS uh, over Kubernetes platform, you know, with, uh, with, with really uh, uh, the greatest and the newest uh, edge technologies exist in, yep. uh, in the market. So, yeah. Great. Yeah. And just to add uh, some color about you, uh, the man behind the role, can you tell a bit about your marital status and maybe your favorite drink? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I'm married to Evelyn uh, and I have two uh, uh, amazing uh, daughters, uh, Sivan and Noga. Uh, um, Noga is uh, nine years old and Sivan is almost 11 years old. Um, we came to the U.S. again uh, for my daughters. Actually, it's the first time uh, relocating to the U.S. in uh, 2017. So, um, you know, coming, being an Israeli, knowing Hebrew today, they are American. They know English much better than, than Hebrew. Um, and um, we live in, uh, in San Jose. Um, and uh, favorite drink, uh, Drambuy. So it's just, you know, it's mainly in Europe, uh, Drambuy, that's where um, you will know better about Drambuy, but you know, although it is more European drink in the US, if you go to the bartender, don't try with the waitress, 
he will go to the top level in his uh, shelves uh, above the bar and you will find a bottle that nobody drank for in the last 20 years and you will have Jambuin. So I highly recommend it's a whiskey uh, blended with, um, with, rum. Um, with, not with rum, with honey. Really? And it's, uh, yeah, and it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. So uh, try it out. Okay, I, you know, this is the first I've heard of it uh, from you. I mean, I didn't know that was your favorite drink, so I guess you learn something new every day. But uh, yeah, I'll try. Go to Bevmo after this call. Uh, so yeah, let's dive right in. Um, I want to be respectful, respectful of your time. Uh, what's the one thing you wish you'd known <clears throat> when you begin your career? You, you, you know what? It's... Um... I think it's the unknowns. Every um, every uh, uh, turn I uh, I took, um, it's a whole new world. You know, it's an amazing adventure. Um, as far as I know, you live once, and um, you know, and um, you know, I'm trying to um, to get the best out of it. So you know, being a consultant, then founding a company, then going to the biggest. Uh, uh, um, corporate in Israel, um, you know, huge corporate also in a European, uh, American standpoint, and, and then going to FICO. Um, you know, that's, um, that's the unknowns, the, the fact that this, uh, this journey really brought to my life so many adventures um, and uh, actually uh, required me to transform, required me to learn so much along the road, um, and not only from a technology standpoint, but from everywhere. And, and you know, I, I, I'm sure that you have uh, additional questions that uh, we will be able to dive into more specifics, but the unknown, the fact that um, even if I tried to predict when I was, you know, in the Israeli NSA, uh, what I will do next, I would never think that I will be become the CISO of one of the most important institute in the U.S., you know, FICO. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Um, what would you say your biggest failure was and what did you learn from it? What did you take home from it? So, uh, you know, I, I don't give grades uh, to failures, you know, um, you know, I'm kind of a guy that uh, if you don't do, you never fail. And, um, you know, I will bring the cliche that everybody <laughs> are already familiar with, that uh, you learn much more from failures uh, compared to uh, success stories. Yeah. So, um, you know, in every, as, as I mentioned, you know, uh, 22 years, you know, uh, in, in the cyber realm, I made tons of mistakes. Um, you know, my hope that most of them were tactical um, because eventually, you know, um, I am where I am and I feel very comfortable where, where, uh, um, where, wherever I am at this point and, you know, pretty, uh, uh, feel very comfortable with the team that I lead and with the achievements that we are managing to, uh, uh, to bring to the table in every place we, um, you know, um, I'm working for. Um, so. Um, Again, doing a lot, trying to fail, you know, in the places that you can allow yourself to fail, 
um, try to limit those failures. More importantly, learn from the, those failures. You know, not try not to fail twice at the same place, um, and um, and just you know continue uh, moving forward, continue develop, and continue grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I tend to agree with that notion. Uh, I also like to uh, consider failures. I. I Wherever I, whenever I fail, and I fail a lot, obviously, um, I think you know, failing fast and failing small is the way to go. Uh, I think uh, if you fail big, that's 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 what uh, tends to to hold you back. Uh, but uh, yeah, definitely agree with that. So speaking about your failures, though, what would you say your biggest accomplishment was? <sighs> You know, in every place, you know, I am, um, I'm always uh, looking back, you know, with a great joy, you know, even though, you know, maybe I could have done better, you know, because I'm the, the biggest, the biggest critique of myself, um, you know, that's, that's make me, makes me what, what I am. So, um, you know, I cannot name or I cannot give you a list. I think it's the bottom line. You know, the, and the bottom line is that I think that today, um, you know, I'm a better leader than I was before. Um, I think that I, I that my strategic um, observation and strategic decision making um, is uh, much more mature than than in the past. Um, I feel that you know that uh, I can give much more to my employees you know uh, because i'm always learning and exploring and learning from uh, from everyone um, eventually to become better at what i do and um you know if if i need to name one but again it's big you know it's being able to transform um, if you look at the cyber realm 22 years ago and today completely different story and if you don't know how to invent yourself and create, you know, reinvent your profession, your expertise, get up to speed with, with everything that is going on, understand, you know, the transformation that you are going through, hopefully ahead of the curve, um, you know, you will fail. And I think that's what I managed to do over and over, you know, um, it's, it's not like I predicted we will be first in the moon, you know, uh, if, if, you know, I come from the US, it's, it's more prediction on where the cyber realm is going, how to bring yourself to speed, how to ensure that your strategy is being uh, cascaded uh, properly. To, to the team that you have established, to establish the right team, to configure the right team, um, to be able to, um, to make better decisions and to align to the organizations that uh, you are working for. So I think that's maybe the biggest success, you know, transformation that as a person, as, as, as a professional person, I, I, I managed to do so far. And it ain't easy, you know, we are getting older. So yeah. Today, at my daughter, you know, I'm I'm too uh, uh, I'm too slow, you know, when I need to help her fix the iPad or her MacBook, you know. Uh, so I'm always reminding myself when you know I learned everything about computers from my father, and my father was uh, and still, by the way, uh, you know, uh, thanks God, seventy 
three years old, still uh, part of one of the biggest banks in Israel, managing and developing their mainframe. Yeah, yeah, you know, I remember. Don't have a lot of people yeah. that, uh, you know, and think about the bank, how risky it is. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I, that, I remember when I grew up, I was fascinated that I was 13 years old. My father, my dad taught me everything, but I, I, I figure out much faster things around DOS and Windows, you know, and the evolution. And now I, you know, I'm going through the same phase with, uh, with my daughters. Yeah, but, but don't forget Telnet as well. <laughs> and, uh, and that came afterwards, yeah, yeah Telnet. Well, you know, <laughs> it's a private, it's a private joke from our uh, <laughs> consultancy days, Ben and I. Yeah, you know, uh, since I know you for a while, I, I would, I, I, I assumed the the answer to the to the that question about the biggest accomplishment would be around uh, building teams and leading teams, uh, but that was actually part of, of of the answer that you provided. Yeah, because, absolutely. Uh, but but you know what? Let me take it. You, you know, I'm, I'm as I said, I'm the biggest critics of of myself. But you know, you you are going together with me a long way back, right? You know me since I was you know out of the army. You know, a young fellow, 21 years old. You were 23, right? You know that that's I think the. Um, so what do you think my biggest success? You know, knowing me for such a long time i think uh i think in the professional world probably the ability to create and lead teams effectively and i've seen you doing it uh, you know i i stood on the sideline right but i i've seen you doing it in amdoc at amdocs and at fico uh but but i think I think, as you said, I think the the transition, you know, because when we met, you were a consultant, j just like I was. But the transit, the transition uh, process that you went through from, you know, being a consultant, then being a, a co-founder, and then, you know, moving to the corporate world and, and succeeding in, in that world as well, right? I think that would, uh, I totally agree with, with your statement, the transition, but, uh, you know, but only after you, yeah, I think I think you know either either or. So if if someone would ask me about the professional achievements of you, I would definitely say building teams, leading teams, and actually creating an, an information security organization within a large company. Uh, but on the personal side, I would definitely talk about the transition. You know, growing from from that kid uh, from that little town in Israel. Uh, and, and becoming, uh, you know, the CEO of uh, one of the, um, as you said, the well-known companies in the U.S. From, from a farm in Israel. Yeah. From, a farm. from a farm, yeah, almost. Uh, so, and, and I know a lot of in, uh, people would be interested in learning more about your career and, and the path that, that you took. So what, what advice would you give someone who wants to pursue a career similar to yours? You know what I would say, instinctively, I will say a plan, you know, your, your moves um, and, and, and try to, to align your progress with the way you are drawing your future. Um, but, but as I said earlier, I don't think that I would, <laughs> that I would actually, uh, uh, if I would have done it, um, you know, that's where I 
would have thought I will be. Um, yet still, you really need to be calculated. You know, you need to put some, um, you need to put some milestones um, and, um, and, uh, and try to align. Um, eventually, um, you don't know what the future holds. Um, you will get so many junctions um, along the road that you will need to make a turn, you know, right or left or, you know, continue uh, uh, straight uh, forward. Um, but always, if you believe in something and if you have a dream to, to do something and that's, you know, that's what you believe will make you happier, um, and I think that's the key, by the way, you know, also think about what will make you happier rather than what will make you more wealthy or what will make you a bigger leader or eventually you have a family, you need to stay healthy, um, you cannot control everything, um, but think through every junction you get and how it serves you as a person, continue being happy, continue serving your family and, um, and just, you know, try to stay clear-minded and honest with yourself. So sometimes we tend to believe things that are not, you know, we are trying to convince ourselves about certain things that deviate us from making the right choices. You know, look at the mirror. If you need, talk to yourself, you know, not to the extent that you need pills afterwards, but be honest with yourself and make the right, hopefully the right moves, but always know that you can always go and choose differently. So it's not the end of the road if, you know, one of those moves, you know, uh, that you uh, have taken um, are, are, you know, apparently not the right ones for you. So, so that's my recommendation. Yeah, thank you. I think for me personally, it helps setting goals, as you said as well. And I think once you have a clear goal in mind, whether it's a business goal, personal goal, or family-related goal, once you have the, that goal to strive for, even if you have those junctions like along the way, you know, as long as you, and, and, and you can also change the goals, right? I know I haven't, but I know some people did. But once Indeed, you have- Indeed, you haven't. Yeah. You haven't. Indeed, you haven't. I haven't, yeah. But uh, I think once you have goals in mind and you keep pushing through at some point, eventually, I think you'll get them. And, and it's also about the journey, not just, you know, just reaching the but, but But you know that it's ain't true, you know, about yourself. You know, you, you, did, you did transform. You did make so many decisions. Although you are, you know, still a founder and leading uh, a GRC, um, you made so many mistakes, so, sorry, so many decisions, mistakes, decisions along the road that uh, transformed you, you know, and, and actually, you know, helped the company to be where they are. You know, think, think about where you are today. Um, I, I think two years ago, after so many years, you know, being focused on Israel, 
you decided to take your family and move to the United States. That's a transformational decision. Yeah. yeah you know that, 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 by the way, talk, talking about um, trying to forecast the future, nobody forecasted the pandemic, but you know, this decision eventually, you know, uh, made the company much more successful than it, you know, it could have ended up if it was only Israeli-centric organizations. So, um, yeah. you know. I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I did have the same goal for a lot of years, but you're cor definitely correct that the transition and the leap came uh, about a year and a half ago. But, uh, but yeah, I, I so I'm, I think we're in agreement on that. Um, let's move on to a different type of question. And, and I know your role right now and in the previous role as well, I think you were a part of the IT organization. What do you feel about the role of CISO as, as part of the IT organization? Uh, what are the pros and cons in your, in your opinion? So today I'm not in the IT organization. So um, in, in FICO, the position transformed into a uh, uh, direct report into, uh, into the CTO who is responsible for product uh, management and product development and operations and IT and DevOps and engineering, etc., etc. And And we are there now. So... Um, but, but the question is clear, because if you look today, most of the CISOs, you know, we are, we are for a while talking about the, the transition from CIO, reporting to the CIO, uh, maybe will we'll, we'll be something else. And, and you see a, a, a lot of companies that have made the transition, but still most um, are uh, part of the IT. Um, you know, I, I must tell you that I, you know, we, we discuss setting goals. You know, you are coming to an organization, you are a C-level uh, VP. Um, it's less important for me where I am positioned as long as my strategy, you know, is being accepted by the organization that I'm working for. So I don't necessarily need, you know, I, we, we spoke about FICO that I started reporting to the CIO and now I took one level up and I'm now reporting to the CTO. I don't feel that it is, you know, um, uh, it made, made me leap forward or my program, you know, to become much better because the goals, and the strategy and the program by design from the beginning where, you know, going after the data, um, 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 ensure risk-based security, security by design, security is a competitive analysis. The target audience were always the relevant stakeholders from the product, from the ops, from the, from the engineering. In some cases, from the general counsel group, from the vendor management group, procurement. Um, so as long as nobody is stopping you, it's not really important where do you report as long as you understand and everybody understand that this is a, a cross-dotted reporting, whatever the reporting model will be. It is in a cross-organizational role 
that, uh, that, that, that everybody needs to collaborate with everyone. And uh, that's the only way you can drive your strategy uh, to, uh, toward execution. So I don't speak more today, uh, sorry, the, the transition, the transformation in, in FICO or, or you know, uh, me reporting to the CTO, I'm still speaking with the VP R&D uh, um, at the, sa the, the same uh, amount uh, as I did before, same goes with the product management, same goes with, with everyone else. But, but that's, I think, more about the CISO. You know, the CISO needs to realize that the role is transformed. And even if the company still didn't figure out or uh, hasn't figured out the reporting model, he needs to help doing whatever is needed to drive his strategy. And the only way is collaborate, communicate, standardize, we can get into automate, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. but, uh, but that's the bottom line for yeah. me. Yeah, but I, I, I agree with you. I just think that, you know, you're fortunate enough to work uh, for uh, some mature organizations. I think for maybe less mature organizations, what sometimes might happen from what I've seen is that uh, whenever the CISO reports directly to, an, to the IT organization, sometimes, and I'm not, I'm not saying all the time, uh, you know, security initiatives might be sidetracked side or get like a second priority or something like that. So you're talking about leadership support, which you have, fortunately, and, and that's actually what helps you succeed in your role. But, but you shouldn't take it for granted. That, that, that's what I'm trying to say. I truly agree with you that um, sometimes th there, there might be a clash, you know, around investments and, and focus areas, et cetera, et cetera. But it's all over the place. It's not necessarily the CIO because if we take the same approach that I agree with you, a lot of CISOs are expressing as a frustration or concern. If you take it one level up, you will have the same issue prioritizing against, you know, the sprints of the product and the defects that you need to fix bugs, why not to fix security vulnerabilities? So, you know, as, as long as your strategy, um, um, as, as long as your strategy, unless your strategy is transformed into something that the organization can digest, understand and accept, the, the, the role reporting model will not fix the issue. Yeah. The essence is a clear strategy, no matter where you report to, clear strategy, realizing that this is a cross, you know, a, 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 a cross line a, a role. And, and again, standardize, set expectation, create a strategy, engage, collaborate. You know, that's what will make you successful. Not the fact that you report to this guy or to that guy. I, 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 I must tell you when I came to, to Amdocs, for example, nobody knew who the CISO was, you know, from, from the business side. They knew in the IT, they knew that there, there, there is CISO organization that that is doing a lot around the mail server and you know and 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 the internal development 
organization much less in other critical places. But again, when you earn trust, you collaborate, you train, you communicate, you actually need to find those places on how to incentivize, to incentivize the other side to work with you. What, you know, find what makes him more successful and, and how you can help him getting there. That will make your strategy much more feasible in terms of success or failure. Yeah. Um, I less buy the, the reporting uh, as, um, as uh, a showstopper. Yeah, I, th I think you were able to, to nail the, the uh, what's the, to hit the, the nail on the head here. I think uh, you were very, I think that was a very insightful answer that I, I mean, I've, I've talked to a lot of CISOs, some of them dance around that answer, but I think you were able to nail that one. Thank you. Um, moving on, uh, do you have like any specific individuals, maybe three people that have been most influential to you? So again, you know, I will, you know, out of respect to hundreds of people that I met along the, the road, I will not name uh, a specific one, although you are indeed one I'm of sure. those. Yeah, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure. Uh, uh, of those, uh, you know, I, I think eventually part of you becoming a better person and, you know, a better leader is your ability to, to take the good stuff uh, from the people that you are working with, you are working for or working from you. And also the things that you see and feel that you shouldn't. Uh, 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 do you know as part of uh, as part of your journey? Um, you know, I'm a big fan of continuous feedback. You know, just today I had uh, three meetings with uh, with uh, three people managers within my group. That you know, for 45 minutes, all the all questions were around what I can do better to serve them, um, and you know what they would have liked me to do differently, you know, and where they think I am not doing the right things, you know, and, and I think that's, that's, that's really critical to your development as, uh, again, as a person and as a, as a, as a leader, um, continuous feedback. So along the road, I really met so many people, you know, from, uh, unfortunately, I cannot speak about schools because <laughs> I'm not sure that I, that over there, uh, I, I found, the, 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 but along the road from the army uh, to, uh, to the consultancy gig uh, that, that, that both of us uh, uh, did before to, uh, to Promisec, you know, working with, you know, um, American investors, um, uh, working with uh, great leaders, you know, that we managed to, uh, to bring with co-founders that were family and friends. You know, I think that's the only, you know, if, if you know, I give myself a good grade uh, 22 years after, uh, a lot of the credit, you know, needs to go to a lot of people along the road. People that doesn't, does not necessarily even think that they manage to influence uh, me as a person or as a leader, but 
You know, most probably I learned more from my employees compared to the people that uh, that I was reporting to. But you know, uh, but 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 that's part of the statement. Uh, I had great, great, great managers and colleagues that uh, that I learned from along the road. Uh, so I'm I'm grateful um, to to have them as as part of my life. And by the way, most of them are still in my life, even we or both of us are no longer working for the same employer. Um, we are still friends, we are still in touch, we are still supporting each other, and that's, uh, I think that's a good sign that uh, you are trying to take the good things uh, and trying to learn what not to do, uh, sometimes even more important. Um, what's the one common myth sir, about your profession that you want to debunk? Well, you know, I just did uh, uh, a presentation in, uh, in FICO virtual event together with AWS, where I, um, you know, I, I, I called it uh, rethink security. You know, for me, it's the transformation from, uh, you know, a lot of people now are calling it shift left. Um, usually when you say shift left is, um, is development. You know, we, we actually changed it a bit in, in, uh, in FICO because I believe that if you really want to be successful today in the new world, when code is being injected every day and release is out every other day, uh, you don't have a lot of time if you are doing the, the, the SDLC, you know. So, you know, uh, we have, uh, we have a, a friend that uh, worked for you and then worked for me and still working for me that uh, now is leading the product security for, for FICO. And, you know, together we invented security product lifecycle, um, which we say, you know, let's shift left from the inception phase. Because if we understand the business initiative, the business logic, and we understand the moonshot, we can much better support the, the CICD and, every, you know, everything that every CISO can, can, can talk hours uh, with you um, about. But rethink security for me, you know, is, is explaining as part of this uh, uh, transition or transformation that security issues are just a symptom. You know, for me, that's, a, that's an amazing statement, you know, because if you go 15 years back, you know, you are 20 years back, you and I, we did risk assessments. Between you and I, if the system admin and the network uh, professionals would have done a solid job without even knowing security, we wouldn't have a job, you and yeah. I. That's so correct. We, all, we always said IT hygiene. You know, IT hygiene. Today, it's development DevOps, product hygiene. If you will have immutable armies, you know, I will take it 20, you know, fast forward 22 years after. Um, uh, hygiene uh, um, um, uh, containers uh, or Im immutable containers, uh, you know, a regular cadence where every two weeks, every three weeks, you are releasing those things, you know, which we, they are flawless. Um, um, uh, developers that are only utilizing the latest and greatest uh, versions of Kafka versus always going with what easy and what was certified two years ago. So whenever we identify security today, we explain to everyone that this is a symptom. We can show 
five, ten other things that can be fixed, regardless security, um, if the hygiene would apply. So that's, that's the first thing that, uh, that I think is important. The second thing, you know what, I have three things, but I will do it fast. The second and the third one is security can be seamless and security friction can be avoided. Um, by design, security aren't enablers, you know, they, they, they bring a lot of, um, a lot of uh, slowdowns, you know, a lot of unusual requirements, usually at the end of the day, you know, when at, at, in, in soccer, football, which you don't know, but at the 90th minute, when the game is almost over, then they come back with, uh, with issues that there is no time to, to fix. Again, when you do a real uh, uh, set standards that are shifting left, left, left to the business, not left to this only to the CICD, you will be able to solve most of your issues, you know, standardized, set expectation, automate, you know, being more practical, leverage, uh, um, leverage tools that the relevant stakeholders that actually need to drive execution to your strategy are using, you know, up and, sorry, in most cases, even today, Jira, Jenkins, Terraform, CloudFormation, those things are, you know, like, like what for security experts? because it's not natural for them to utilize those uh, uh, products. They know the static scan and, uh, and the dynamic scan and the interactive scan. You know, we need to transform. We need to bring the right people. We need to speak the right language. We need to utilize the same tooling. We need to, uh, to automate whatever we can. We need to leverage QA automation to security automation. You know, we need really to transform in order to be up to speed and aligned with what the business require today, rather than, rather than product and dev. And that's, I think, part of the myth that, that needs to be uh, um, clarified. Okay, and, and we can go uh, on about this specific question, I think for hours, but uh, I, I know you have another meeting coming, so I'll just uh, switch gears here uh, and move to the next one. So a quick question about myself, you know, and, 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 and you being in my position as well, in, in a similar position, actually, uh, if you could step into my shoes as the CEO of a consulting group, what would you have asked yourself that I did not? So, so first of all, again, knowing you for 20 years, uh, you, you have transformed uh, enormously. I think uh, you're doing an amazing job. You have an amazing team. You are running a great operation. That's why we are working together not only on the podcast, you know, um, usually if you look at my 22 years journey, you know, when, when I meet good people and then good providers, uh, you know, I'm sticking with them because I trust them. And, and you know, there is a, a, a great collaboration that, uh, that, that basically make me much more successful. So kudos to you and for what you and your partner uh, managed to, uh, to achieve. Um, in terms of uh, what I would have, uh, ah, but by the way, another compliment, I stole a lot of employees from you. So clearly you know how to bring uh, uh, great uh, talent. Um, I took at least two, uh, maybe three, but two that are really uh, significant uh, yeah. uh, power 
uh, these days uh, in MDOCs and, and also in FIPO. Um, uh, what I would ask you um, is, um, you know, when, when I look at the startups, when I look at, you know, I, I spoke about transformation, uh, security organization transformation, I see the startups, you know, nobody, you know, it seems like that nobody saw it coming. Everybody are coming so late to the game today from a security product standpoint or security, you know, I would like to say security technology standpoint because startups usually develop technologies. And, you know, you are out there in the cloud and you have so many problems that easily could have been predicted because Avoided. it's the same yeah. thing the same thing that, that you and I handled in our bare metal uh, data centers, just in a batch more, you know, on steroids. Uh, because today the developer just need to click and you have an environment, right? You don't need, now you don't have gates. But still, we are 2021 shortly. And uh, what we see is that we are always reactive. Uh, we, I'm saying, even the security vendors there or the startups that are coming, and most of them are coming with niche solutions, point solutions, where I feel that it, it should have been different, uh, not even to talk about the giants or the elephants that are really lagging behind, you know, buying a lot of companies. So now you have a point solution under a, a, an elephant, make it even more complicated. Um, I think in your uh, uh, case, the only thing that I would have asked myself is, uh, are you doing the transformation? You know, because not necessarily you're providing a lot of services around PCI, around cyber assessments, uh, 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 pen testing, simulations, uh, red team, you know, you, everything. The question is if today you feel that you are ready to tackle the real need of the CISO, um, you know, everything is transformed. You know, you were one of the first ones to do PCI in the world. Then you were one of the first one who did uh, PCI certified QSA on AWS. Yep. But you see now, you know, you have Kubernetes and you have Istio and you have Envoy. If you don't invent yourself, you will be lagging behind eventually. So you have the organizations that you are serving eventually because you are not serving them well. So we need to do the transformation as a, you know, cybersecurity world, vendor ecosystem. ecosystem, yeah. yeah. And, and that's the only question that I would have asked you, you know, because by the way, it can be also a competitive advantage if you will be ahead of the curve. Because yeah. most of the people are, you know, are very slow. You have a very healthy, dynamic organization that you can beat them, uh, uh, you know, in providing more and more services faster, but services that are you know, not outdated. And, and, and uh, I do, and, and, and I do, and I do, I do ask myself this question. And this is the one of the reasons that I'm having this podcast to, to be able to, you know, tap into the minds of uh, CISOs as well, because obviously, you know, I'm speaking to CISOs, but uh, I can't be speaking to them all day long. And, you know, I need to understand the challenges of the CISO. You have to speak to them and you have to speak to them in a non-threatening manner You because, Otherwise, you'll just come off as salesy, or, you know, just wanted to gain a foothold or something like that. But uh, thanks. Yeah, I think that's a great advice. Um, shifting gears here, um, a bit about vendor relationship management. What, what would you say the most annoying sales pitch you've encountered was? 
if you could narrow no. it down to one or two, I mean, just, or maybe a trend, whatever it's, is um, easiest. <laughs> I, I, I think there is, a, there is a trend now, and again, it's, uh, you know, I'm getting more than 50 LinkedIn messages a day. Um, you know, uh, you know me for, for a while, you know, I'm a great supporter of startups. Uh, I'm helping, um, you know, as much as I can. I'm investing a lot of hours a week, you know, uh, uh, consulting startups. Um, I'm investing in some startups. So, uh, so this is, uh, you know, big part of being, you know, being, entre entre you know, I don't know, maybe uh, all the entrepreneur. Um, so I still have it in, in my veins. Um, I think startups needs to understand and founders that even if the product or technology is the greatest in the world, it's not necessarily fall under the prioritization of the CISO. Um, everybody are so, um, you know, so uh, under pressure to get more and more logos. Everybody, uh, um, you know, people, they don't really understand that there is another side that, you know, think about the pandemic, think about what we needed to do, you know, in, 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 in transitioning to remote workforce, cloud first, you know, just to keep up moving the business that people could read emails, code, deploy. I, I think startup needs to understand that, that, you know, look at the other side, try to understand the other side, sometimes be a little bit more patient. Um, and, um, and, um, and, and I think it will help everyone, you know, in, in, I think in life, setting expectation is extremely important. And, uh, you know, it's not about a pitch. It's about push a little bit less. Try, you know, I, you know, people will hear the podcast. You know, I'm I'm appearing in a lot of uh, uh, fireside chats. You know, with with a lot of uh, uh, people in a lot of events. I think if you if you hear what I am saying, you understand a little bit more what I am in need. You know, try to accommodate. You know, don't if if I if I'm not speaking about fishing simulation or training and awareness, not saying it's less important. But even if I'm always you know advocating about and I'm pretty consistent, you know, this is more or less where my head is. And if I'm not answering after a day or two, hopefully I will get there. And I have also great team that is reporting to me that knows exactly the strategy that knows exactly what we need to do, knows exactly the budget that we are having, find them, find them. You know, if I'm getting 50 emails a day, think about the fact that I have a, a hundred people in my organization. They're getting maybe one, if at all. Yeah. And, um, and this is also a recommendation, you know, because most probably the next follow-up question will be around how to, you know, to make myself accessible and how to approach me, you know, work with my team. You know, I have directors, everything is in LinkedIn. Uh, you have all the data in your platforms, marketing platforms that you are utilizing. 
approach them. You know, not necessarily the CISO needs to be the first on your list, you know, because think about me having a thousand things on my mind every day. Hopefully I'm doing the right job to make my four directs, you know, having only, you know, 250 things on their mind and they are much, you know, more, you know, free to handle maybe uh, 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 you reaching out and, 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 and they have also directs, right? So, so I think that's, uh, that's where I am uh, at this point, always willing to, to help uh, those. So let me try to sum this up because I do have like a couple of follow-up questions on that and, you know, that I think we can save time here. So in order for vendors, in order to connect with you in a non-intrusive manner, they should A, listen to what you were talking about, understand your needs, and do some research, maybe then be able to tailor their solution or offering to you. And, and by doing so, providing you with some value and maybe, just maybe, trying to reach through the team that's more relevant and not necessarily uh, directly through you because you might just be the bottleneck here. So they really, vendors really need to do the research, need to understand the pain points, need to understand the, the environment that you live in, and then need to come up with like a specific offering that shouldn't be too intrusive, just maybe, you know, talking about the pain point that you might have. And if there's like, you know, uh, um, an answer from, from the other side, from a team member, then they might start uh, like engaging, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, got it, got it. And I know we're running out of time here. So I did have a question about what it is that you, you are looking for in a vendor, but I think it's self-evident now. I'm not sure if you want to take that or not, or if we have the time for that. You know, I, will, I, will, I will give you one, one, one thing, you know, what I like to see about vendors is, you know, why I'm not only a logo, you know, it's, uh, it's, it, it becomes a trend to, to bring more and more and more logos, but then disappear, you know, the post-sale process becomes a little bit less important uh, than the sale itself. So for me, it's important also to see who the company is, who the CEO uh, is, you know, to try and better understand uh, their strategy, their sales strategy. I don't need to get into numbers. I'm not doing due diligence. I'm not going to invest. I'm going to buy their product. But I do want to see that I'm not only a logo, that they are here, you know, for, for years to come, rather than to having a logo and be acquired and then sayonara. You know, I don't yeah. see them because I take risk. When I go, and this is something that founders need to realize, when I pick vendor, a startup over an elephant, I take a real risk. You know, being around the block as a CISO for many, many years, um, we, we, we went with a lot of uh, uh, startups that vanished. I'm willing to take the risk, but they need to understand that once we invested in the deployment, it's very, very hard now to go back when you have no evolution of the product or the or the product was, uh, you know, um, I don't know what the, the elephant did with the product, but is no longer, no longer relevant. Um, so if I take the risk, I want to take a calculated risk. Um, nobody can promise anything and that's okay. And I understand what also motivates founders, but at least to see that there is a, road, a path, you know, a, a, an evolution 
of trying to build a, a, a selling company rather than acquire, uh, you know, uh, being a, a on the shelf from day one. Yeah. Got it. Thank you. Uh, just a minute. Okay. So uh, thank you so much for the insight, Helik. We didn't have time to cover all the questions, but the insights that you did provide were uh, we're gold, I think. We're very insightful. Uh, I'm, I'm sure a lot of uh, listeners would want to tap into your mind uh, by listening to this. Uh, thank you so much again, and hopefully we can meet in person soon. Will be, uh, was a pleasure, and will be a pleasure to meet soon. Uh, stay stay uh, safe and healthy. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of CISO's Insiders. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more professional content, please check us out on social media.